Welcome back to another edition of the Perp Life Podcast. This is the 13th episode of Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamie White, joined with Adam Goldsboro and Nick Pouch. Zeman couldn't be with us today, but he will be back soon. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the national championship between uh, Virginia and Texas Tech, Antonio Brown's comments about Juju Smith-Schuster, and this NBA overrated and underrated list that has come out, and we'll sort of mess around with that. All right, so first we're going to talk about this national championship. What did you think about it, Adam? All right, first of all, I was right. Uh, Virginia, definitely, I thought was going to win the championship. And Disclaimer, I, hold on. Adam was right. That is fair. I was right in the bracket months ago. That's what really matters. I was right in the pick about a week months ago. Months ago? You mean like a month ago? <laughs> hey, look, this is April now. March Madness is completely, all right, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, but the national championship, it was entertaining, you know, it, what surprised me is that they got off to a very slow start. Teams didn't hit shots to like, it was like, I don't know, six minutes in or something. But yeah, and then they started heating up. But honestly, I think Texas Tech just kind of choked in the big moment. I mean, if I look at a lot of their players, they didn't really shoot that well. They, like, Jarrett Culver for being, you know, this player of the year type player, he went 5 for 22. And, and then he didn't do anything. Yeah, and you look at the stat line and see he has 15 points. You're like, oh, yeah, good game shooting wise, but when you're missing, what, 17 shots? Like, that's yeah, just not. And he's that's 0 not for helping. 6 from 3. That's right. not helping the team at all. They, lo- they lost by 8. He makes four more of the shots, goes 9 for 22 instead of 5 for 22. It's yeah. tied there, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if you look at the entire stat line, like, I think Adam's right. I think Texas Tech did just sort of choke uh, towards the end of the game. But they had a pretty balanced attack on F- on offense, getting pretty much everyone involved. Um, meanwhile, the biggest scores for Virginia, uh, Kyle Guy had 24, DeAndre Hunter had 27. A career high for him, actually. Career high, that's correct. Uh, Ty Jerome had 16, and they were the only ones who broke double digits. Uh, almost everybody on this Texas Tech team broke double digits scoring-wise. Um, so it was a balanced attack, but I think Adam's right. They just sort of couldn't live up to the hype, I guess. They scored from pretty much having more shots than Virginia, but they just couldn't knock down those those extra shots that right. they took. Over and I Virginia. mean, they were an underdog coming into the game, but you know, I think some people thought they were going to perform better than they did. Still, yeah. you know, against the number one Pat seed Mahomes Virginia. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey were not impressed. No, they were not. No, they were not. No. All right, now we're going to head over some football news, and unfortunately, it's news that's happening off the field between Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. So this all started when Antonio Brown made a tweet about how um, Pittsburgh fans are being emotional and all of that, and then somebody commented on that with a picture of um, how Juju won the most valuable player for the Steelers, and he goes, this is the direct quote, it's going to sound like I can't read, but this is how he typed it. We promise he can read, we checked before. Yeah. Emotion. Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind to busy making guys famous, not enough reality these days. By the way, check the list. And... Um, Juju went back and kind of replied um, with a tweet that um, Antonio Brown tweeted earlier that day, which said, um, keep, emotion, keep your emotions off the internet, and went on to say, all I ever did was show the man love and respect from the moment I got to the league. I was generally happy for him, too, when he got traded to Oakland with a big contract, and now he takes shots at me on social media. Crazy how big that ego got to um, be take. Crazy how big that ego got to be take shots at people who show you love, shaking my head. And then, a day later, um, Antonio Brown 
posted on Instagram a DM um, that Juju sent him, was it four years ago? Yeah, when he was at USC. When he was at USC, pretty much just asking him for advice. And I'm not sure where he thought he was getting with that. It's deleted now, so I can't um, read what the DM was. But I'm not sure where he was getting with that, trying to show, I don't know, how Juju is a nice guy. Yeah. That's, that's like, all I got I's... from that. Um, it's like, I, like, I had a experience with Juju um, at the Bethel Park game earlier this year with Ballroom. I said hi to him. He seemed like one of the nicest dudes. You, Adam, you also said you had an experience with him, too. Yeah, he was a nice guy. And have Antonio Brown, who's been off the team and pretty much got what he wanted out of the city and onto a new team that's probably only going to go 6-10 and 10 next year, and he's still taking shots at his former teammates. I just don't understand his logic behind this. I thought he was only acting crazy to get out of the city, but it just shows that these are his two colors, and the real reason he went out was because Juju was overshadowing him. And that's just crazy to me. Well, I mean, rightfully so. Like, Juju had a great year. He did. You know, the Steelers kind of underperformed. Well, they underperformed. I'm not going to say kind of. They underperformed. But Juju had uh, 111 receptions, 1,426 yards, uh, average of 12.8 yards per catch. He matched his uh, season high. Uh, career catch high. Rec- career high. <laughs> no, season high last year. He matched his... Well, yeah, and career, career high. high yeah. Dang it, Pouch, you're right. <laughs> anyway, he matched his career and season high record uh, for the longest reception uh, against the Denver Broncos this year, 97 yards, which he also did against the Detroit Lions last year. He had seven touchdowns, uh, one rushing attempt for 13 yards. So it's not like he had a bad year. You know, he had... Uh, it was a very uh, bright spot on a pretty bad Steelers team that just couldn't get it done in the end. So I'm not sure if it was a bad Steelers team or it was an underperforming Steelers team. Well, we had, th- a, we had th- the talent to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, I think this is coming out now, especially with Antonio Brown tweets, this is a team that had a lot of emotions flying around in that locker room and a lot of egos that just maybe, could not maybe get Antonio out of the way Brown of each other. Could have done more. Well, I mean, Antonio Brown. I mean, he didn't under. I bet Antonio Brown didn't underperform either. He had what? How many touchdowns? He had had fifteen touchdowns. Yeah, I don't mean that. I mean in terms of being a leader, you can't just go on social media and say, "Hey, there's a lot of emotion here." You got to take care of that in the locker room. Yeah, you can't go out on social media and pretty much spew out everything that's happening in the locker room. That's something that you need to discuss as a team and get that out of the way and and keep that off the field so you can win a game. Like I wanted to. I don't know. It's very confusing. I think the easiest way to look at this is if you go all the way back to the beginning. Antonio Brown was a six-round draft pick. He wasn't expected to do very well. He's a tiny kid from uh, Florida. Um, then he turns into this great wide receiver. What happens next? He gets paid. All these guys that get paid end up acting like this. Mike Wallace did the same thing. Emmanuel Sanders did the same thing, and they're both out of town right now. When he all, when this all started, um, like. Antonio Brown saying pretty much he went out. Ryan Clark said, when, you're gonna, when you give that man cash, you're going to create a monster. Right. And that's what happened. Yeah. Because his, the money went to his head, or I don't know, maybe the perfect hit on him a couple years ago is finally maybe, yeah, catching maybe, up to him. Maybe he's a little confused. I don't know. I don't know but it's, he's, it's certainly not the first example in sports. It probably won't be the last. You know? yeah. Unfortunately. Like, Unfortunately, I, like, right. I, I feel like just I – like I like watching football and having nice people – Outside of the football field, right? Like doing charity work and all of that, and then there's Antonio Brown throwing furniture off his balcony. I'm showing up late to Children's Hospital for different like charity work, and I don't know. Like Antonio Brown, I was starting to like not like Antonio Brown this year, and then just with this popping off, like I'm not like I always say I'm a fan of the team before the player, but I'll follow a player that's 
shows that he at least wanted to be with the team, just didn't get what he wanted with them. But Antonio Brown, this I is just, not the case. I, I, it's not. I just I can't respect him anymore either. But you know, I think this is good for Antonio Brown. You know, he got traded to Oakland. He's playing in California. He's playing with a subpar quarterback in Derek Carr. But still, he could be a guest star on the Kardashians because that's the exact <laughs> way he's acting. He's in the exact right place. All right, so yesterday a poll came out about the players that are most uh, overrated or underrated uh, in the NBA. Adam, you have more information on that. Yes, so basically in the poll, uh, Draymond Green and Russell Westbrook both received 17% of the vote of overrated players. So 17%, I guess that's what, 34% both of them. But 34% of players thought one of those two was the most overrated and a couple of other players who um, thought that people thought were overrated was uh, Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, and Andrew Wiggins, who both received uh, about 6% of the vote, which I, I, I can kind of agree with all of those. But Russell Westbrook and Draymond Green, Draymond Green are clearly the headliners here. And I think the Westbrook may be a bit not overrated, but... I mean, I don't know. I think... Westbrook said M- was an MVP for a reason. I don't think he's overrated. That's like saying James Harden is overrated or LeBron James is overrated. I mean, they're all MVPs, so they're all in that class. Um, I, I mean, you could say Draymond Green's overrated if you want to, but I think the Warriors lost that series against the Cavs in the finals uh, a couple years ago because uh, Green was not playing. Yeah, he was, he was suspended. He, he was suspended. Not unfairly, by the way. No, not unfairly, unfairly but still. Unfairly, by the way. He no. was... I mean, he was still he still wasn't there. He shouldn't have been suspended. Well, that's debatable. But he still wasn't there, and I think the team probably could have won. They had a better chance of winning, definitely, if he was on the floor. So I don't think either of them are really overrated. Um, we were talking off-camera or microphone, whatever you wish to call it. Um, like Because these are all NBA players voting, so maybe uh, it's just shots taken at someone they dislike the most or someone like they have a huge rivalry with or something like that. I mean, so. yeah, because Westbrook, he's not the most liked in the NBA. No, but he's... It's like, he, that's the thing, but it's like, is yeah, he overrated? Draymond Green like, clearly isn't either, so... Yeah, but right. like, like, Westbrook, like, there's, pe- there's people saying, like, comparing Westbrook to Jordan and how he might be as great as Jordan, that I don't agree with, and if that's how they're voting, then I agree with that, but it's like, Westbrook proves that he's one of the best players in the NBA right now. Averaging what triple double in the past two seasons? Three right. seasons. Three seasons. Three seasons. Right. Going do, being what the first play and how long to do twenty twenty and twenty? Since like, Wilt back in like sixty eight or yeah, something. Like, like yeah. how how is a player like that overrated? He shows right. time and time again how he's just one of the best players in the the league. And like you said with Jamon Green, if he was there in the finals that year, I, I think the Warriors would have won that. Right. So yeah. I mean, it's. Definitely debatable, but I, I can't see where any of these players uh, come into really contact overrated. with this. Yeah, yeah, right. On the underrated side, though, um, top three were Drew Holiday, Damian Lillard, and Chris Middleton. I definitely agree with Damian Lillard. Yeah. And I, I yeah. definitely agree with Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton, I think he's just I think a he's, shooter, for you honest. Yeah. But I, I could see that those two definitely being overweighted, overrated the most. Underrated. Well, yeah. yeah. Underrated well, the most. Damian Lillard has come out and said he's one of the best in the league. He's a top top three point guard in the league right now. Easy. Because yeah. Steph Curry, you could even argue him over someone like Kyrie Irving, who a lot of people think is the second best point guard. You could argue Damian over Kyrie. I mean, if he didn't play in Portland, he'd probably get a little more exposure. You know what I mean? He's just yeah, one of those small, small market teams that 
aren't really expected to do that well they every are year. Do, they are the three seed right now. Right, but how long is it going to last? It's sort of it could be the same old story. Oh, Portland's here again. Well, bye Portland. Yeah, okay. one one team always gets like that shock and um like entry into the playoffs in every sport. Yeah. Portland's at this year. But Damian Lillard is great. And Damian Lillard's ones that's pretty much been leading them to the spot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like then there's that he's pretty much carrying that team to the number three spot. So and if you want to uh, take it over to the other side of the spectrum, talking about overrated players, you could say, well, Russell Westbrook's a great player, but he also has Paul George helping him out. Who's uh, and they've fallen all the way to the eighth seed now. So. Right. So and Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Wow, that is a hard name to say. No one can say Texas Tech. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Um, but Damian Lillard is doing a lot more with a lot less weapons as opposed to Russell Westbrook, who's not doing nearly as much uh, for a team, um, even though he is uh, has Paul George right by his side. So, I don't know. Damian Lillard is great, though. I agree with that. Thank you, Adam. I'm glad I agree you with agree. that as Thank well. you, Pouch. I'm glad you agree with that as well. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Purple Light Podcast. This has been the 13th episode of Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This has been Jamie White joined with Adam Goldsboro and Nick Pouch now signing off. Thank you.